And we are only capable of giving what we give ourselves. We are only capable of showing up for people how we show up for ourselves. And forgiveness is the prime example of this because forgiveness is the most selfish act. It is the most selfish act. Because you can forgive other people without ever receiving an apology. Because it's not for them. Forgiveness is for your own freedom. It is 100, 1,000, 1 trillionth, infinitely, infinitely, infinitely for you. Hey guys, it's Akia, and this is episode 9 of the Touch Tomorrow podcast. I'm so excited to be with, he, uh, to be with you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are on this journey and I'm having the time of my life and I'm so grateful to be here with you and sharing my life experiences with you. And hopefully you learn something from it and you are able to avoid some of the, the pain and the suffering um, that I went through. And, you know, that, that I, I say went through as if, like, it's in the past, but it's, it's ongoing, right? I'll, it'll probably be for the rest of my life, right? I'm, I'm human to transcend that. So I imagine that I'll always be um, enduring painful experiences. I hope not every day, but I'm saying throughout my life. I mean, that would suck if it was, like, really painful every day. That would suck. Um, but, yeah, I have been there. I mean, I, I was uh, at a dark time in my life, early on in my life, where there was a period of about 14, 15 years at least where... Um, I just felt really hopeless and, and really down. Um, but that definitely made me. Um, and that made me more. My dark times have made me more than any other time, uh, than any other times in my life. So I'm truly, truly grateful. Um, the experience that I'm talking about today, today's topic is unconditional compassion. And I actually came up with this idea because just two days ago, I signed up for uh, a scam. It was something that my aunt forwarded uh, to me on my phone. And it was a scam pretending, people pretending to be a company that I love and I trust so much. And the scam claimed that this company was giving away free gifts. And um, I don't know if it's, I mean, I, I think it's possible for this company to do something like that. Um, but in just, uh, it, in hindsight, right, I should have really thought about it and researched it um, and at least Googled it, <laughs> but I didn't do any of those things. I just saw it and it looked, the where the, the website that it took me to looked just like this company's website. I mean, I didn't check the URL if I had, you know, I probably would have seen that it isn't actually the company's website, but the logo, the colors, everything pretty much made me believe that it was this company that I love and I trust so much. Um, and I'm not obsessed with free things. Uh, There's probably in a time in my life where if I went to a fair and people were handing out free things that I would definitely stash as much as I could. Um, but that was a while ago and for the ten, last 10 years I've been truly, truly blessed because I have been so taken care of um, and I have everything I need and I'm so grateful to my best friend um, for for the abundance that he has created in my life um, so I haven't really had um, that that neediness or that that 
um, that craving to fill myself with with objects uh, or materials and um, on top of that um, act out act that out through um, you know receiving uh, free things um, but this I think just because this really appeared to be from the actual company that um, that I purchased from um, and that I trust um, you know I think that was really why I just went with uh, went along with this um, what happened to be a scam. Um, so I also, um, I ended up um, forwarding it also to a bunch of people because that was a part of the requirement for receiving the free gifts that this um, scam was claiming to give away. Um, and what was interesting is that um, one of them, uh, one of my friends that I forwarded to actually responded to me and told me that he that he thinks that it's a scam and so when he said that I started deleting like the hundred messages that I sent to different people and uh, yeah I actually sent that many because I mean I didn't know that I would have to send it to that many it only it said about 20 people and I was like okay and um, but when I kept coming back the the bar that was supposed to be um, that was when it appeared full would um would allow me to then claim my free gift this bar wasn't filling up with just 20 people and i was confused at this point and i was like maybe i'm not um how many groups did i send it to it said five groups and 20 people and then so i was like maybe i only send it to like one or two groups because i don't have that many groups on my uh on this app on this uh messaging app but i have a uh, i just sent it to a lot of individual people so at this point, I mean, I, there were there were signs. I mean, I could have really like thought about it, but I didn't um, really question it much. Um, I, I really think it's it had to do with this company that I just love and trust so much. And this, you know, on a side note, this really gave me a a, a whole uh, a, a whole new distaste for for scammers. Right when you fall for something, you just get like mad. You get you get like pissed at the people that that deceived you and um you know i've i've at the same time i've been somebody in my life who has deceived everybody around them right who has manipulated other people to to get my way um and so i mean i can i really judge people for making a living this way i mean i've stolen so many things myself um so um but anyway um, so one of the people that I messaged it to um, told me that uh, she was saying that her aunt is especially vulnerable to these kinds of things. And and she was saying um, that she gets a lot of these messages from her aunt and how her aunt is especially vulnerable. And, um, and my response to that was, apparently I am too. And she was saying, she was like, oh no, she was like, don't say that. We live and learn through experience. And when she said that, um, you know, I, I felt uh, a bit of relief within me because at that point, while I was deleting like the hundred or so messages that I sent to people, I um, was already, uh, my friend who had first contacted me said that it's possible that I exposed my phone and my personal information um, and my um, my. Um, my credit information and I'm and I'm worried at this point I'm stressed at this point and so I'm I'm worried and stressed but there was something else there 
that I realized um, there were there were there were there was a feeling bad about myself. There was a feeling bad that I did this, and I could not stop thinking about uh, this. I couldn't I couldn't stop thinking about it. I tried to distract myself. I had my night planned out where I would actually watch videos about editing podcasts, so I could. So I could learn how to edit this podcast. And because um, this is my ninth episode that I'm currently recording and I haven't actually edited the first one. So by the time this is out, you guys, uh, like I will already have learned um, how to edit. But my, I had my day planned out where I would, where I was going to watch some videos and learn how to edit, um, how, how to edit a podcast. And I could not focus. I could not pay attention to the video so then so then I was like okay I'll try something else um oh before uh, I I tried to meditate um, my meditation my, I mean my mind was still running it didn't seem to help me so then I watched a funny YouTube video with Julie Nolke and um uh and it's still like I I I, I think that some I think that humor and watching people um helped me but after I got out of, after I finished that video, my mind was again, like, still, um, you know, um, still feeling bad. Uh, I believe so. Um, what, what really, I think, um, those, those bad feelings came out was when I talked to my partner and I was afraid that, um, that I had exposed his account. And I was, I was also stressed because, um, he's currently in India. And so I was waiting for him to wake up so I could, um, tell him that I had potentially uh, exposed um, our our personal information, and um, and so I was I was stressed about that. I was stressed about waking him up to that that kind of news, um, and I was also there was a part of me that was also worried about his reaction, and afraid of his reaction, and um, I. In, in talking about this now and thinking about this now, I realize that I'm never responsible for anyone else's reaction. And I, I can't control anyone else's reaction. But for some reason, I think for a long time in my life, and probably in all of my relationships, I have been carrying uh, the emotional burden of, of a feeling, the weight of the other person's reaction when it's not my responsibility when I don't have any control over that. And so that's something that I want to explore deeper. And um, because the, the problem is when, when we are afraid of somebody's reaction, right? Even if we made a mistake, even if, even if we did something that we shouldn't have done, even if we did something that's terrible, right? When we are afraid of someone's reaction that then takes over the learning that that subtracts from the learning right the learning becomes less there's less attention given to the learning that needs to come from the situation that the the, the situation happened occurred so that we could learn from it right but when we are afraid of somebody else's reaction we're unable to learn as much from the situation so that's something that I definitely want to explore further and deeper, um, you know. But in 
in when I was thinking about this and writing about this, I realized that in all of my relationships, all of my relationships with my partner, my mother, my brother, my family, my friends, my strangers, my kids, my students, all children, in all of my interactions, in all of my relationships, I never want anyone to feel bad. I never want anyone to feel bad about anything because I see it as, you know, that things just kind of happen and they're happening for us, right? And, and inherently, intuitively, I know that, that they're happening so we can learn from them. They're happening because they're a part of life. They're a part of the process. But for some reason, I have excluded myself from this knowing. I have excluded compassion for myself uh, in all of this. And, um, and I just realized from this, from this event <laughs> two days ago where I participated in this scam, I fell for this scam, that I realized how much I have, I have neglected my own heart in this matter. And I'm, I'm sorry to myself. I'm really sorry. And I'm just so grateful that I get to see it. And that's what I mean uh, when I say that everything happens for us. Because that happened and thankfully my personal information wasn't exposed. My partner's information was not exposed. Nothing bad happened from it. But... Um, what I got to learn from that situation was that, number one, I, I want to be more careful the next time. I want to look things up, Google things. One person that I reached out to said that she had already Googled it, or one or, one or two people had already, uh, had already Googled it. And I realized, oh, okay, like I can actually Google a scam to see if it's legit. And then my uh, partner also mentioned that um, to look at the URL because if the URL is different from the company's URL, then you know right away that it's not legit. So I learned some good things. Right? I learned that I also learned that I am definitely going to shy away from, I mean, I already shy away from, I don't participate in scams. It was only because this scam appeared to be from a company that I, they were pretending to be a company that I love and I trust and that I've been purchasing from for over a decade. So, um, and I'd never um, seen a scam by them. Um, you know, this was the first time. Um, but yeah, I definitely, definitely learned a lot. And um, when, uh, one thing that was brought to my attention um, was when I started to think about, you know, I had messaged all these uh, people and and I had scammed them. I mean, when I had gone back into my messaging app, like about 10, 15 minutes later, and my um, m the first person who reached out to me, my my friend told me that he thinks it might be a scam, and I was like, oh shoot! And I was like, I have to delete all the messages um, that I've sent. So I deleted all the messages that I sent to everybody, and if I saw that they opened the the message, um, then I notified them. Um, or, or when I saw that they opened the message, I said, you know, I'm so sorry about that. Please don't click it. It's a scam. Um, and, I, and I hope that I, you know, that I didn't um, put anyone else uh, at risk uh, for anything. Um, but something else that was brought to my attention um, by somebody was that, um, um, that and, and this person said it very playfully, 
they said, um, you know, what are you, an auntie? Like, you, you know, like, 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 what's the matter with you? Like, what's wrong with you? This is not like you. And, um, and, and then mentioned that it was, it was silly, like it was embarrassing to, or, or what I, what I interpreted from this person was that it was embarrassing to send this scam to other people. Like, you know, like you don't want to be that person who does that. And that brought my train of thought to something, com something different than my original worry from this situation. Um, I wasn't entertaining uh, embarrassment or how I was being perceived by other people or what I thought I looked like to other people. And in my life, I've, I don't really think that I've, in, in my, actually, at least in my uh, grown conscious life, I don't think I've ever uh, felt embarrassed. Uh, but then again, I just woke into my subconscious two years ago. So I'm present now more than ever. But I think two days ago was the first time that I felt embarrassed or felt what it would like to be embarrassed or at least got a hint of, of what, it f what embarrassment feels like. And the, the only other time that I may have been, I mean, I don't have a lot of uh, memories from my childhood, but there is um, a story that my mom often tells about uh, me when I was in nursery school, I believe, um, very young, and I peed in my pants while I was sitting at the table because I didn't want to use the bathroom. And I think the way my mom tells it is that all the other children um, came rushing to the table and, and uh, they were asking the teacher, um, you know, what happened? And my teacher said that it was apple juice. Can you believe that? God bless this teacher. God bless this teacher. Her name was Miss Radican. I don't know if she's still alive, but if you are, Miss Radican, thank you so much for that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I have nothing but gratitude for just that one memory that I have of you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the place that that came from. So that's really the only other time that I could think that maybe I felt embarrassed. Um, but I don't have any other conscious memories um, or at least memories that I could um, call on right now. Um, but yeah, I, I say I woke up two years ago because my um, I, I'm feeling things for the first time. It's like after I woke up, I feel like a child. I feel like a baby. And myself, I don't have any self-image. I don't have I don't have an identity. Right? That that's when I woke up. When my when my identity with my partner shattered, and I realized that I I realized that I didn't have an identity. That I didn't even know who I was. That I hadn't built myself that I hadn't done anything for myself that I hadn't lived for myself that I hadn't said anything I hadn't done anything that I was gonna say that I said I was gonna do that I hadn't pursued any of my dreams or goals or visions or even kept my promises to myself on a daily basis I don't even think I kept one promise to myself in a day and that that destroyed me that that destroyed the life that I had created up until that point so after that, two years ago, in the last two years, I have been working to, to understand and heal and, and build trust with myself. And let me tell you, it hasn't been easy. 
my my self image is um, is 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 very vulnerable, and especially I realized when I make a mistake, and it's very vulnerable with my partner. And even when he was saying like, you know, well, what's what's wrong with you? Like, wh what's the matter with you? That's not like you. Like I got I got a, a tone of like I I I felt wounded like that part of me like that's vulnerable and like that vulnerable I'm very vulnerable when I make a mistake now especially with him that part of me felt like um that that I that I needed I needed some extra TLC that I needed him to be a little more gentle with me um but I I don't have open communication with him. I don't have a a safe place uh, to express myself within our relationship. So um, what I've done since then is just um, just take my own space, take the space that I need, and I haven't communicated with him much in the last two days. I really don't know how to um, speak to him um, and tell him how I feel because in the in the times where I've tried to be vulnerable with him, it hasn't it hasn't he hasn't received it well. So, um, so yeah, I just, I've realized that if I don't have a safe space in a relationship, the relationship is not safe to me. Um, then I, if I don't, if, if I can't express my needs openly, and if I can't uh, ask for what I need in a relationship, then it's not a safe relationship to me. Then I just have to adjust accordingly and I have to distance myself from that person. Um, so, so um, so I, I did not, um, I have not addressed this with him, and I, I think that I will um, sometime soon. Um, I just, um, I, I know that I'm, I, I need to do it for myself, and that I am not, uh, that there is a, a possibility that he will not give it to me, or that he will not even listen, or that he will uh, become defensive, or reactive, or uh, angry or whatever it is, um, but I am just going to um, do this for myself because I need to because it's I have to I have to ask for what I need even if I don't get it and if I don't get it then I just adjust accordingly, but I still I still have to ask for what I need even if it's a stranger standing in front of me if I feel like I need to ask then I need to ask, um, so yeah so if my ask for what I what I need in this situation is 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 just a little bit more gentleness like one day I could probably um, laugh and joke and even even the the sense of irritation and anger even the irritation and the anger that I sensed in his voice when I initially told him and he may have been thinking about um, you know so many things um, when before he even knew what I had done or what I had exposed this to right but but I, I sensed like a, a coldness in, in his voice. And, um, and I realized that that's not healing for me either. You know, that, that doesn't serve me. Um, it's not what I need. Um, again, I can't take his uh, reaction personally. But if it's somebody that I have a close relationship with, um, ultimately, if I can't address that with that person and ask for what I need, then I can't continue to have a close relationship with them because right, it's not healthy for me and I realized that that was that even not being able to talk to him after that was difficult for me um, and it it affected my work it affected my attention I couldn't focus 
And it took me a day just to, I mean, when I was teaching my classes, I thought about it. Uh, I thought about telling him. I recorded a video to tell him. I didn't end up sending it to him because I was like, no, I'll just, I'll probably talk to him when um, I talk, when I chat with him um, in, through text message. And I didn't even, I didn't even, um, I, I, I didn't want to talk to him on the phone because I actually, I, I spoke to him on the phone when I told him that I'd, you know, done the scam and I could hear the, the coldness in his voice and the, and the, you know, and, and hints of anger. And, um, so I, I, in, even in the last few weeks have, have, I prefer to speak to him through, through text message because I feel like we, um, we have, uh, he misunderstands, we have, we have less misunderstandings that way. Um, he misunderstands me less that way. And we have a more pleasant relationship through text message than, than, um, when we actually FaceTime and, um, talk on the phone. I feel like text messaging is more, uh, and typing is more sustainable. So, um, but when I called him about the scam, you know, I, I, I addressed it on the phone because it was important and it was a lot to type. Um, so I, um, you know, I, I, so that's, that's the reason I called him, but I, in, in hindsight, I, I wish that I kind of, you know, that I just typed it through and maybe just sent it, sent him the scam and he could have tested it and, you know, and maybe, um, his panic would have, um, you know, would, would have subsided. And I'm sure that a lot of his initial reaction was, um, was stressed. But when, when he was asking me things like, you know, um, what's wrong with you? What's the, what's the matter with you? Um, and then, um, telling me that, you know, I don't want to be the person that, that sends this kind of thing to other people. I mean, I, I get, I get what he's saying, but the way that it's framed like doesn't actually serve me. I, I don't need to look at how I look to other people, right? I just need to know that I'm, I'm actually, um, you know, um, that I, that I might be putting them at risk the same way I put myself at risk. Right. But the idea when I got off the phone with him, I remember like the last thing that I said to him was like, Oh, I, I feel really like silly. And I, I feel really silly for sending this to other people. And, um, it was funny because in the beginning of that call, I remember being strong. And through that call, I, I broke down. I started crying. And then after that call, I, I, I felt better because he knew, but I didn't feel better about myself. And now I was also entertaining the, the emotion of embarrassment and how, um, how I then perceived myself in relation to what I had um, done to other people and my, like, you know, that, that between me and other people, which I hadn't, I, I, I don't think was necessary. And I've always felt like embarrassment was a wasted emotion. And, um, and it definitely is. It's useless. It's definitely useless. It's pointless. So I realized after I got off that phone, I realized from this whole situation that I have been neglecting my own self and mm, abusing my own self and I've been so unforgiving of my own self and um, I especially realized this two years ago uh, I mentioned earlier that I awoke into my subconscious so I listened to Dr. Nicole LaPera 
uh, around the same time that this was happening about two years ago i remember listening to her on a podcast and she talked about how she dissociated from herself as a child she dissociated from her reality so she wasn't present and she said that when she woke awoke into her subconscious she had to relearn how to do everything and she was a child and this came to me at that time in my life i knew that it was meant to come to me it gave me so much understanding it was it was just god it was just the universe giving me something that 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 was a really big part of my understanding and and led to so much healing and um so she actually it's through her that i learned about dissociation and when i did further research on it i haven't done much i want to learn more but um, it's actually more common than I thought, and it actually makes it actually makes sense because when our reality, especially as children, when our reality is is something that we are unable to integrate into our experience, right? Like if we are emotionally unable to integrate it, if we are unable to make sense of it, if we are unable to process it into our experience, then then our way of coping is wishing that we weren't there right and it's not even that we consciously wish to be not to be there i mean i don't really know what goes into that process as a kid i can't really tell you i i, I was so young i'm sure when it when i first started right i mean my first memories are from when i, I only have a handful of memories from my childhood and she was dr nicola Perra was saying the same thing about herself she was saying that she doesn't have a lot of memories from her childhood and um and i believe that that is you know that that is <laughs> that is from me really not being present i mean i i would think i mean there it's possible that those memories i mean i i i had also a lot of stressful memories that you know my my being um tried uh, or or blocked out just to just to protect me that's possible too um, yeah, so when I awoke into my subconscious two years ago, I had to, uh, I, I, I was then going through the first 30 years of my life and the person I'd been and the things that I'd done, the thoughts that I had, the things that I believed, everything. I was going through everything. I was combing through my life, like with a fine comb going through thinking about everything and not even just consciously thinking about everything but a lot of things were now like rising into my conscious mind right a lot of memories that i hadn't thought about I, I, that i consciously probably never thought about but maybe maybe were floating somewhere inside of me that i never had given attention to that i never even thought about i wasn't i didn't even know that i was thinking about these things a lot of these things were now coming up into my mind and I was seeing them and I was thinking about them for the first time. Something that happened 14 years ago, something that happened 20 years ago, something that happened five years ago, something that happened two years ago, I mean, three years ago. And, and I had never thought about them before, but now like all of these were like now just coming into my mind. Like I couldn't understand what was happening. And what's miraculous about this is that these things were were arising into my mind because they were asking for my attention and they were asking for me to give them some meaning so if i had given them some meaning before it was no longer serving me 
So these, and that's if I had given them meaning, right? So, so now they were coming up again and they were asking for me to assign them meaning that would serve me and now the person that I wanted to be. And, um, and that would help me to move in the direction that I, that I, that I wish to move in for my life. And I thank my partner so much because he is the reason that I awoke. It's his love that, and his truth that inspired me to then want more for myself, that inspired me to live my own truth, to be my truth, because I got to witness that in him. So when I awoke two years ago, I was combing through my life, and this happened for like a year, maybe even more, um, at least, and it was like heavy duty, serious combing for the first three months, uh, and that was the summer, and every day something else was coming up for me, Every day I had to have a difficult conversation with my partner. Um, it was just a lot of, a lot of stuff. And um, I had to, I was just so triggered at that time. I was at the, I think at my, at my darkest um, during that time because I physically and emotionally just was not well. Um, and I remember one thing that my partner telling me was that, was that I have to forgive myself. I have to forgive myself because he would say, what's the alternative? Are you going to curl up in a corner and just die? Right? There, there is no other choice. We have to. I have to forgive myself. Right? If I didn't forgive myself, what would happen to the rest of my life? What would happen to my life? It would end there? Something still believes that I'm worthy. Something is waking me up every day. Something bestows mercy upon me, even when I have difficulty forgiving myself. So I should be able to forgive myself because I'm here, I'm alive, I'm breathing, I've been given breath another day, another moment. Literally another moment. So in this moment, I will forgive myself. And if I didn't forgive myself, right, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel worthy enough to even be here with you today like I've thought about doing a podcast for 10 years and and th this is 10 years later episode 9 of my podcast 10 years later so um yeah I mean I'm I'm saying I'm recording episode 9 but I started recording this podcast 10 years later so I just realized that um you know, from, from the story of my life and the person that I was that I wasn't proud of. I mean, I'd, I'd been somebody who was manipulative, who just was, I, I forgive now because I understand that person was acting out of their unconsciousness. That person was seeking to meet their own needs and, and made decisions based on meeting their own needs, right? So, so I did a lot of things that I wasn't proud of. And I was, a, I was somebody that I was not proud of. I did not show up for myself. I did not live for myself. And because of that, I, I did not show up for my partner. I did not show up for anybody else in my life. So I, from, from this awakening, and, uh, and I'm still working through, you know, the, like this forgiveness from this awakening. And, and, I, and I may always be, I don't know. But I've realized that what I've learned and what I've had to learn from this is radical, radical forgiveness, radical acceptance, and radical compassion. Unconditional compassion. Now, there is nothing in my life 
that I cannot not forgive myself for. I have to be able and I have to be willing and I am willing to forgive myself for anything in my life because I don't have a choice because I also know that that the only way for me to learn from the situation the only way for me to move in the direction that I wish to move in and not stay in this in the bad habit or in in the tendency of making that mistake over and over the only way to do that is really to have compassion with myself to accept myself right to accept that this is you know a mistake that I've made if I've made it once or I've made it all my life so far I need to have compassion with myself if I want to then be different if I want to have hope of being different if I want to have a better chance of being different so I mentioned my soul sister um no, actually, I haven't. Um, but I, when I recorded a, a quick video before this, I, I do a little pre-video and a post-video for all my podcasts. You can find it on my um, IG, on my Instagram, on my IGTV, or on my Instagram. I'm not sure which one yet, but look for it. Um, so my, I mentioned my soul sister, and I'm talking about her today. Um, and I have mentioned her before on this podcast. She, when I was thinking about the idea for this podcast, when I was thinking about unconditional compassion, I actually heard the term used in another podcast that I was listening to um, that I discovered about a week ago. And uh, the person used this term unconditional compassion. And when I, when I thought about that, my soul sister came to mind. And she lives in my heart. But the thought of her then came to my mind because she is the most unconditionally compassionate human being that I know and probably that exists in this universe. I don't know if there's anything that she is unable to forgive or if there's anything that she does not accept. She is just a lover of all, an acceptor of all, and I mean all behavior, all light, all shadow. She is an acceptor of everything. And she is truly remarkable at holding space. She has this amazing ability, which maybe she developed, right? I, I imagine that it takes practice to hold space for people. And um, I remember that when I awoke two years ago, and I woke up from all of the thoughts that I had, so many of them were, were thoughts of judgment. And I judged myself so much. And I judged everybody, everybody in my life so much. It was just a reflection of, of the immense judgment that I placed on myself. And um, so I remember I, I called her. And I, I really could never explain what was, I couldn't explain what was happening to me. I had no idea. I think now I have a better idea of what I was going through back then. Uh, what I was going through then, two years ago. But at the time, I had no idea what I was going through. And I was just, I was trying to talk to her and a, a bunch of my emotions. I don't know if it was even coherent. But she just listened. Even if I wasn't able to convey what I was going through to her. Um, and even today, I mean, t today I'm still at a, I still don't fully understand my experience, uh, my awakening. But 
when it was happening, I understood it way less. I had no idea what was going on. No idea. I was like in a shock. And because um, cause everything, my, my relationship with my, my partner shattered. My, my life fell apart, right? The, the nothing that I had built up until that point, it was further nothing. It was just dust. It was like it had, it had cracked and crumbled into the illusion that it, was, that it actually was. And it, it was the nothing that I had built finally crumbled because the nothing and the lack of commitment and the lack of promises to myself failed, ultimately failed in its unsustainability, failed because of its unsustainability. So I remember she just listened and, um, and I even told her when I was mentioning all my judgments and I told her and I was like, but I judge you too. I judge, I've judged so many things about you. And I was talking so much that she would only speak when there was a long enough pause. And I remember her saying that, you know, well, that's what we human beings do. We judge. We judge. Right? That, that's what we like to do to, um, you know, to, to make things, um, you know, more comfortable for us. And I don't remember if she said that or if she said something about, like, placing things in categories. But she said, we judge. That's what we do. And so I'll add this. This is my own, um, you know, what, what I'm adding to this is that, you know, we, we really judge, like, you know, to, to make ourselves feel more comfortable, to make ourselves feel like something is more familiar, even if we don't understand it, right? Especially because we don't understand it. So that was one experience in which she had, I mean, it was my darkest time, and she had radical compassion, unconditional compassion for me, even when I told her that I had, that I had faulted her too, that I had judged her too. She just listened, and she didn't love me any less. I couldn't sense any, um, any, any, uh, anything negative within her coming up. There was no, no hurt, no, no pain, no suffering, no nothing in return. Even when I told her that I judged her too. She just, she must have this, this unconditional, unconditional compassion that she showed me. She must have this first and foremost for herself. Right? It must be. Remarkable, remarkable, remarkable human being. Remarkable. And I learned from her. Thank you so much, my sweet soul. You are all. You are all. So why is unconditional compassion so important? Uh, because it's necessary. Because it is absolutely necessary. And I'll tell you why. Because we are human which means that we will live and learn. And because we are human, we will make mistakes. Right? Even if you learn from a mistake, you will make a different mistake. I used to say a better mistake, but I don't even hold myself to that anymore because that doesn't even sound as compassionate to me anymore. Right? So even if you do make the same mistake again, it's part of the process. 
you may have to make the, the same mistake for so long in your life before you actually learn from it. And that's okay too. That's okay because if you, if you wanted more for yourself and if you loved yourself and if you were more conscious, then of course you wouldn't want to make that same mistake again. But there's something in you that is causing you to make that same mistake again, right? So have compassion for yourself. You need to. So if mistakes are part of the process of, of being human, then self-forgiveness is part of the process by default. By default, we must forgive ourselves because we are human, right? And we're going to make mistakes. So unconditional compassion is a necessity, right? Now, some of you might be listening to this and, and objecting right, right about now. Right, I'm thinking if I've done mm, something bad, maybe you're thinking if I've done something bad, if I forgive myself or if I'm easy on myself, how do I do that bad thing justice? Right, and 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 let's let's now think about like what what we're saying here, right? Because it's it's almost like because you did something bad, you need to be punished. You feel like you need to be punished. So you need to be hard on yourself. You don't deserve your own kindness. You don't deserve your own gentleness. You don't deserve your own softness. But if you realize that that mistake or that deed actually came from a place that was that already lacks love, that is already in need of your attention and love, then you understand exactly what you need to give it. Then you understand exactly what it needs. Right? So, so if you have done something that you're not proud of, if you've made a mistake, Are you supposed to be gentle with yourself? Yes. And how do, you, how do you forgive yourself? Well, first you accept that you're human. And the second thing is the judgment that we actually have, right? When we are, when we, when we are hard on ourselves in that situation, right? When we, when we want to punish ourselves, right? That actually keeps us in the loop of doing the thing that we don't want to do, of doing the thing that we're not proud of, of making that same mistake again. We are keeping ourselves in that, in that same loop. Why? Because the guilt that we feel or the shame that we feel, feel, right? Those things will actually make it more likely for us to behave that same way again. Because we are feeling from the same place, the same unworthiness that caused us to act, act like that in the first place. So when you forgive yourself, you recognize that you are not that thing. You are not that behavior. You are not that unworthiness. You are not that unconsciousness. You are not that guilt. You are not that shame. You are the truth of you. You are the truth of you that remains, that is consistent. Even after you have healed, even after you have improved, even after you have learned from that mistake, that you are the truth that never changes in your life. You are the same truth that has carried you up until this moment today. Right? You are not that one deed. You are not that mistake. It doesn't matter how many times you've made it. Because even if you made that, that mistake 99 times, the 100th time that it is possible that you will learn from it the 100th time. But in order to learn from it the 100th time or the 1,000th time or in your last breath while you are alive in this lifetime, you cannot lose compassion for yourself. You always must have it. 
So in the big picture of unconditional compassion, of, of forgiveness for ourselves, we can now act from the knowing of the truth that we are. Right? We are this essence. We are the spirit. We are, we are this force behind all of creation. And in the moment, in that moment of time where we made that mistake, whether it was that mistake that one time, that one moment, or it was that it was a bunch of moments in our lives where we made this mistake thousands of times. But in every single one of those moments, whether it's that one moment or a thousand moments, there was something there that we didn't know at the time. Maybe somewhere in you, you, you knew, or maybe somewhere in you, you knew that you should do better. But true knowing is application. True knowing is being. So until you were being your truth, then you can't fault yourself because there was something else there that you were unaware of, something else that was blocking your truth, some unconsciousness that, that was not made conscious yet to you, that you did not make conscious yet. And that is also part of your process. And you also have to forgive yourself for that. Right? If, if you need to, it's all part of your journey. So connect to the truth, right? When, when you find yourself feeling bad about something that you've done, you've made a mistake or you've done something that you're not proud of, something that you, that you are hurting for, connect to the truth of who you are, right? You are not that action. You are not that deed. You are not that mistake. You are the truth that is witnessing, that is aware, that now sees that. You are that truth. You are that gift that now sees that and can recognize that. Not can recognize that, but recognizes that now. You are that thing. <laughs> so connect to that and now apply the new learning and move forward in your life. And maybe you won't be able to apply that new learning right away. For me, Sometimes I make a lot of mistakes before I learn. That's been the pattern of my life so far. And I, I don't know why it's that way. Sometimes I feel bad about myself because I feel like I, I don't learn things right away. And sometimes I feel like my, my uh, rectification or my correction is, is a gradual process. And I'm still exploring that too. But... I need to have compassion for myself there too because I'm not like some other people that might be able to learn something right away, right? I, maybe my learning doesn't take place that way or at least it hasn't so far. Maybe I haven't, maybe I haven't explored or maybe I haven't discovered or come across how I can learn something uh, more efficiently or quicker, right? But however it's been happening so far is, is part of my process and I am, and I accept that. So, um, and that also doesn't mean that, you know, I'm not curious about how I can learn faster, how I can implement things faster, um, but I'm okay with who I am. I'm okay with how I've been so far because that's, that's the me that I bring to you today. And maybe it's the you, maybe it's the me that you relate to too. So when we are able to apply unconditional compassion to ourselves, Right? When we are able to forgive the unforgivable 
in ourselves. So those things that you don't want to look at in yourself, those those things that you are so uh, that you have blocked out so much that you have suppressed so much that you have buried so far down that you don't want to even look at. Right? Whether they be about yourself or whether they be about somebody else. Right? If somebody hurt you in a way uh, years ago in your life and you've buried and suppressed that and never actually dealt with it, that energy from that is still in your body, right? And it has manifested itself in your body, is now, has now become trauma in your body, right? And now you are, chances are, you are reacting to your environment and your, and your current environment, your current rela- relationships, and you are, you, are, you are acting out that trauma again and again. Right? Without even knowing it. That's that's unconsciousness. That's that's what happens when we don't deal, when we don't look at at the especially the, the important events in our life. Right? The, the like the, the really big hurts, the really big life transitions, the big really the really big changes that we've had in our relationships, the big changes that we've had in our lives. When we don't look at those things, we can't integrate them. And so we just act them out unconsciously in our relationships. So, um, and with ourselves too. So when we are able to, to forgive and forgiveness is an act of the self, even if you are forgiving someone else, forgiveness is a selfish act. It is an act of the self for the self. And unconditional compassion means that you are willing to forgive anyone for anything including yourself unconditional compassion forgive anyone for anything including yourself and if you even just start with yourself and you practice this within yourself just just with your own mistakes that you've made just with the things in your own life that that are asking for your own for your forgiveness. If you practice unconditional compassion with yourself, you will then be able to practice unconditional compassion with anyone else because there's no human being that you will that you will encounter who has made a mistake or has or, or who has done something or does something to you that if you haven't already forgiven in yourself if you haven't already noticed in yourself that you won't be able to forgive this other person too and many times even if you haven't made those mistakes in yourself people will come around and they will hurt you and now you are you are left with the hurt that has been caused by other people right and you need to forgive them for that hurt you need to have unconditional compassion for them for that hurt that they caused you. And when you are able to do that, you will also start to see the ways in which you can practice unconditional compassion with yourself. Right? If if you if you think that there's nothing in your life that you need to forgive yourself for, maybe you haven't actually dealt with the hurt that other people have caused you. And once you do, maybe you will start to see the ways in which you are uh, which which you need to be more gentle with yourself, which you need to forgive yourself. So, right, because, because when we are compassionate with other people, we can be compassionate with ourselves. When we, are, when we are compassionate with ourselves, we can be compassionate with other people. And the same thing goes with being critical, 
both ways. When we are harsh and critical with others, chances are we are, we are being harsh and critical with ourselves. So if we don't want to forgive somebody, we are also we also apply that same harshness and 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 uh, that being critical to ourselves. We also are the same way with ourselves. And so where is that manifesting for ourselves? Where is that manifesting in our life? If we leave other people out of that, right? Let let's stop at, you know, the 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 um the hurt that other people caused us. Let let's let's leave that aside for a second, right? If we are if we see that we are judgmental of other people, if that we are critical of other people, if we are harsh with other people, how is that showing up in our life, in our own life? How are we manifesting that in ourselves, in our own life? How is that affecting the conversations that we have with ourselves? And vice versa. So people really are a gift. What we do for each other is profound. It is profound. We are all mirrors. And we are only capable of giving what we give ourselves. We are only capable of showing up for people how we show up for ourselves. And forgiveness is the prime example of this because forgiveness is the most selfish act. It is the most selfish act. Because you can forgive other people without ever receiving an apology. Because it's not for them. Forgiveness is for your own freedom. It is 100, 1,000, 1 trillionth, infinitely, infinitely, infinitely for you. So what's so beautiful about the gifts that we give ourselves is that when we give forgiveness to ourselves, we are then able to be that for everybody else we are then able to give that to everybody else right and even before we have to forgive them we don't even condemn them because maybe we recognize that uh, what they're doing um, is something that we already recognize in ourselves and it's, and it's not something that they need to be condemned for we don't need to condemn them for it because it's it's just part of life it's part of their process it's part of their journey so we don't even conjure hurt there And then we need to forgive even less because we don't accuse as much. We don't condemn as much. And hopefully that's the case with ourselves too, right? I, I hope that for myself. I hope that I have more compassion with myself so that I don't condemn myself as much. So that, you know, so that hopefully this podcast and the therapy that this podcast has served for me, this episode has served for me. Right, about unconditional compassion. Hopefully, you know, I don't I don't need to talk about this as much in the future or I don't need this therapy at least as much. Right. I'm I'm happy to share this anytime if it helps anybody. But hopefully I, I won't need it. I won't need this therapy as much for myself. Because I won't I won't see my mistakes as so bad. Hopefully I don't see them as something so bad anymore. I just hope that I um, see them as, as part of the process. Right? Like I do with all my kids that I teach. When they mispronounce a word or make a mistake in class, I interrupt them right away when they say sorry. And I tell them right away, don't be sorry. No sorry. No sorry. I don't allow it. I don't allow it. I don't allow it in my classroom. And I, I don't even know that I, that I um, you know, because when I, when I see, when I see, children making mistakes in the classroom, I welcome it. 
because I understand that it's part of their learning. It's, it's all part of the process. And I never want them to feel bad for something that they have to go through in order to become better. And oh my goodness, that just, that just set the light bulb off in my own head. The scam that I went through two days ago was something that I needed to go through to become better, to learn. Right? To learn and to ultimately become better. It's all part of my journey. Even something small like that. The, the awakening that took place in my life two years ago. When I woke into my subconscious after 31 years. That is something that I had to go through. And all of the mistakes that I had made up until that point. All of the versions of people that I'd been up until that point. All of the thoughts that I'd had that I wasn't proud of. All of the, the commitments that I broke. All of the promises that I didn't keep to myself. Yeah, they hurt like hell when, when, I, when I think about, when I thought about them. Even now, sometimes when I think about them, they hurt. But I still, I still understand. And doing this, this podcast today, doing this episode today, helps me, helps even confirm that for me even more. That I needed to go through all of that. I needed to be all of those versions of myself because, because I needed to be because it's my reality, because it's what happened. And I believe that everything, everything in my life happens for me. And I believe that everything in your life happens for you too. So embrace it. May we embrace it. May we embrace our mistakes. May we embrace the things that we're not proud of. May we see them as simply part of the process. I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here with me. You don't know what you do for me. And just doing this, I'm doing this for myself. And I'm benefiting and gaining so much from it. And I'm so grateful that um, it's of some use to you. I'm, I'm grateful that I get to show up for me. And in showing up for myself, I got to show up for you too. That's, that's the beauty of life. That when we are our best versions, when we are moving in that direction in our life, then everybody, everybody starts to benefit. Not just us. Just by me being, my, me being my better self. Me being the best that I can be. You get to benefit. Other people get to benefit. So... You don't have to do anything for me. I don't have to do anything for you. Just be your best version and I'll be mine. Let's be our future versions. Let's, let's be our future versions today. Let's touch tomorrow today. I love you guys so much. Be well and be kind to yourself. Be compassionate with yourself. Be unconditionally compassionate with yourself because you yourself need it. Your life depends on it. Your best life depends on it. You're moving forward. Your correction. You're moving in the direction that you desire. Depends on your compassion for yourself. So be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself. I love you guys. I'll see you soon. I love you. Take good care. Be well.